Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Uh, we are going to go, at least for the next couple weeks, we're going to do three a week. Just, just not that much to talk about right now. you know. And um, I'll probably do Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the next, I don't know, maybe month or so. Right until the draft. Or, come to think of it, maybe I'll do just a week or two of this. And then do a bunch of little shorts again. You know, where draft needs for each team like we did for free agency needs. I got to think about that and uh, need to give us a little bit more thought. But this week you will get three. You'll get a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, today I want to talk about, I'm doing, I'm writing an article for the score, uh, gaping holes that need to be addressed in the draft for the AFC. That'll go up tomorrow evening probably. And in the NFC, you'll go up Thursday. So today's show is going to be Going over the AFC, you know, big holes that need to be addressed in the draft. Uh, Wednesday, I'll probably do the AFC or the NFC. Um, but there's a little bit of news. I mean, uh, obviously, the Raiders going to Vegas. I mean, the uh, owners' meetings are going on as we speak. Soon, they are going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I love it. I mean, any move in terms of franchises, I always feel bad for the, the the city that they leave. I mean, there's no question about that. But the distance from Oakland to Las Vegas isn't insane. And I was talking on the radio here locally about it. You know, like, think how many t- people from the other 31 teams, you know, fans from the other 31 teams should be thrilled about it. I mean, it's just such a destination, cheap flights, you know, that when... The Jets play the Raiders. How many Jets fans are going to be there? I mean, I think a lot. You know, <laughs> that you're going to draw in a lot of traffic from other franchises for teams playing the Raiders. And in all honesty, it's the perfect organization for this too. You know, Vegas has that CD reputation and um, fun, and you know, the, obviously all the good and bad things that go along with Vegas. But all I could think about when I heard this news was. Al, da- Al Davis must be, you know, doing a, doing a jig. I mean, must be thrilled with this. I mean, up from wherever he's watching from or whatever you believe. But I just think it's such an Al Davis type of move. Um, perfect franchise, perfect uh, ownership base to pull this thing off. And uh, interesting to me. And I, I kind of like it. I, I think it's just a lot of fun, to be very honest with you. Um Let's go into these AFC needs, though. And there's a lot. Don't get me wrong. I mean, every team still has team needs. But I picked a couple big ones. Like, man, they almost have to do something there or they're in trouble type of needs. With a bunch of honorable mentions I'll buzz through as well. Um, These aren't in an order. I just uh, I listed them in this article alphabetically. Um a massive need right now for Buffalo is wide receiver. You know, any of you that know me know that I love Sammy Watkins. I think he has a chance to be the best receiver in the league. I mean, I think he's 
when healthy right now, is a top 10 guy with much room for improvement. And if he could stay on the field for a couple years in a row, I think he'd be considered a top five, do-it-all, stud, true number one wide receiver. And for those reasons, I certainly don't blame, you know, Whaley and company for trading up to get such a stud. Although you can question it now in that it was such a good receiver draft. I mean, did you have to move up to get a stud receiver? I mean, that was the Evans and Beckham. I mean, that's a really, really good receiver class, a historically good one. But that's not really the conversation here. He's obviously a Bill. But he's only appeared in 21 games over the last two years. And even when he has been on the field, there's been plenty of times that he hasn't been himself. So he's hard to trust. And man, this passing game, with what they have now, if Watkins were not to be healthy for whatever reason, would be a disaster. I mean, Robert Woods is with the Rams now. And, I mean... Good riddance, you know, in some way. I mean, he's an okay player, but not worth they paid. But he's still better than anything else Buffalo has at the receiver position outside of Watkins. They brought in Corey Brown, used to be Philly Brown. He'll be their field stretcher, um, kind of one-dimensional and not all that great at that. Um, I like the Andre Holmes edition. But those guys should be your third and fourth or fourth and fifth receivers, not your two and three where they are now. I mean bad um that that's a worry there's no doubt I think Holmes was kind of intriguing I could see him being better in his second stop but man I mean you gotta think that the Bills are very very much in the market for Corey Davis or Mike Williams I would think one of those two is there it's not a wonderful receiver draft but it is a wonderful tight end draft and I know Charles Clay's okay, and they gave him big money. But I think one way to help your receiver problem, and you know, not to mention they're a heavy run team and their right tackle situation isn't great. So if they got better at tight end, too, I think it would make you know those needs a little easier, make Tyrod Taylor's life a little easier. So it wouldn't blow me away if he's there. If they took O.J. Howard, who is a very good blocker, too, you know, in the run game, if they took him even possibly over Davis or Williams, you know, so I think one of those three is almost assured to be the Bills' first-round pick. Um, if they were to, say, take Howard, then you know, I feel like you almost have to take a wide receiver in the second round. You know, Defensive needs aside, right tackle needs aside. It's a bit of a luxury pick, but you could see why you'd want to do that. Um, if you were to take Williams or Davis... You know, it's not as big a need. I don't think they have to take a tight end, but it's such a good tight end draft that maybe in the third round you add a tight end as well. So I think there's a real good chance that two of the three or two of the four of the Bills' first picks in this draft are receiver of some sort, and obviously the need at wide out is much, much bigger than the one at tight end. But O.J. Howard would be a nice bill. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. 
Okay, another need. And there's many to pick from, as I said, but I feel like Miami has a lot to do on defense. I actually was on the phone with Barry Jackson today for quite a while, going over all their offseason needs. I'm sure he'll... Um, he's a He's been doing it for 30 years with, with the, the Dolphins, and I've had a lot of interaction with him. He's interviewed me many, many times for my take on Dolphins moves and players and those type of things. So I'm sure he'll have an article out soon with my quotes. Uh, I'll put it out on... Uh, on Twitter, of course, and you guys can find that. You, uh, you Falcon, you Dolphins fans. Um, but I really think that the whole defense needs a lot of attention, and I think that the defense will get the brunt of the draft capital. You know, and I think when Gase took over, an offensive-minded guy, their first offseason, his top priority and the top priority of the team was to get this offense on track. Let's get Tannehill right or on the path to being where he needs to be. And I think they accomplished that. So I think that the, you know, this off season's job is going to be defense. And, you know, they're really light at defensive tackle in terms of depth. They have three ends, but they could use a young one. Uh, linebackers still a big problem. I don't trust the corners. A free safety is very much in need. So I think they're going to throw, you know, majority of their picks on defense. But the, the need I listed here was guard. Is, um, you know, talking to Barry, he had mentioned that he doesn't think that this organization plans on spending big money on guards and didn't think that they would use a first-round pick on a guard, mostly because they really like their tackles and they really like their center. You know, that they think they can get by with average guard play there. And that's understandable. And they have four dudes. They got Larson, they got Bushrod, they got Urbic, they got Steen. But if their second-round pick was a guard, you know what I mean? Feeney, somebody like that. I think the offense is then complete, where this guy, hopefully, you know, at that position you would hope, you know, it it, it, it correlates. But you, you use an early second or you know, mid-second-round pick on a guard, Hope that he's a five to eight year starter, a solid player, maybe not a pro bowler, but better than Urbic and Bushrod and Larson and Steen. And then the rest of those dudes can all be your other guy. You know, that could be your weakest link of your of your offensive line. Not to mention, you know, Pouncey is a very good player, uh, but also has dealt with a lot of injuries. So, I mean, I, I think it wouldn't be a terrible idea, too, to if you do get a guard is maybe one with not necessarily even center experience, but at least could dabble in it, or you could teach him some center as well, just as a backup plan, you know, because Pouncey's, you know, been not, nothing's up in age, but boy, he's not on the field nearly enough. Um, so I do think Miami will get a guard early and a lot of defense with the majority of their picks and probably their first rounder will be on defense too. You know, after talking to Barry, um, speaking with the offensive line, and you and I have had this conversation a ton, but the Bengals' offensive line is a disaster to me. I mean, uh, they have not been great at center for quite a few years now. Right tackle's gotten progressively worse year after year. I thought the line in general in 2016 took a noticeable step back from where it had been. It had been one of the better lines in the league. Uh, that certainly was not Kevin Zeitler or Andrew Whitworth's fault. And now both those two are gone, who are far and away their best uh, 
you know, the, the, their best starting, your know, best lineman last year. So a, a line that was getting worse takes their two best assets out of the equation. This makes zero, zero, zero sense to me. They bring back Andre Smith, who pretty much flopped with Minnesota and got injured and wasn't all that impressive in his time in Cincinnati to begin with. I know that in 2015, they prepared for this day. They took Abouye and they took Fisher, the first two picks in the in their draft class. And people were like, wow, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Um, because they knew this day was coming. And deep down, they probably knew that they were cheap and not going to keep either one of them. And... But Abouye was terrible at right tackle. Now, he's going to go to the left side. Maybe that's his more natural spot. It is, but that's a harder job. Um, as Fisher, I think, will be the right... No, I think he's going to be a guard, you know, because Smith's going to be the t- uh, the right tackle, at least how it, you know, that while they're going to open camp. But, man, I mean, Clint Bowling's okay as guard, left guard, but he's not anything close to a great player. They're still just as weak at center as ever. Um... I think this has a chance to be one of the worst offensive lines in the league. <laughs> and with all respect to Dalton, I mean, he is getting better, but he's not the type of guy, you know, going back to the Daniel Jeremiah talk that, I mean, he is a trailer. He's not a engine. You know, he is, when you look at the 18-wheeler, uh, Dalton is not, you know, the, the engine. He is a big, nice-looking trailer, but needs the engine to pull him along. I mean, he is not the locomotive. Aaron Rodgers is the locomotive. Uh, Andy Dalton is not. And uh, with suspect line and people, you know, the roster sort of crumbling around them, uh, I don't see things going well for the Bengals. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The last one to address, and like I said, we could go, there's many. I mean, I'm skipping ones that are of equal importance, but these are all big ones. Uh, The Titans... Much like the Bills, how we talked about, they need a wide out bad. Um, I think they also could use a corner. They have two first round picks. That's awfully nice. Um, but right now, they're, they, you know, Kendall Wright is gone. He's in with the Bears. Uh, Rashard Matthews was really good last year. And I, I liked him in Miami, too. I, I complimented that, that move when they made it. I've never been a big believer in Tajay Sharp. I mean, I know he was a big story to start the year, and he's going to take the league by storm. And eh, I don't exactly see that. I think he's a three, maybe even a high-end four. I don't think he's a special player by any stretch of the imagination. Um, But he's there, and he's going to play. Harry Douglas is very much a jag. He's just a guy. And that's really all they have. I mean, Delaney Walker's a really good tight end, but he's up in age. So maybe they would grab an O.J. Howard or an Ajoku, you know, and take a receiver in the second round, or they do have two first-round picks. You know, what if they came out of this draft with Williams or Davis, possibly in a trade-down a couple spot scenario, and Ajoku? You know, like, now you're talking. You know, I mean, now you're really helping your young quarterback and you guys all know that's a big, you know, goal of mine, kind of like we talked about with Miami, is if you are going to have a young franchise quarterback 
and that's the direction your team is at, you need to add a lot around him. I mean, you cannot allow uh, his supporting cast to let him down. The, the maturation project prospect or you know process is just too difficult to begin with. And I don't think Tennessee will. And I think they were very much involved with Cooks and Jeffrey and just didn't get it done. I think they came in second on a couple of these type of guys. So I would expect with their draft capital that, you know, Williams or Davis, I think, will end up landing there in some way, shape, or form. Uh, if not, it could be a, a prominent tight end to pair with Walker and learn from him and then a tight end or, you know, receiver early on. Uh, a couple other receivers are kind of interesting, you know, but I think that's something that Tennessee absolutely must, you know, address pretty high. Maybe John Ross, you know, with that second first, you know, second first round pick. I mean, this is a blow your doors off. If his medical checks out, that's the thing with him. But he's the guy that set the record. He's the burner in the forty. But you come back in the second round with Juju Smith-Schuster, somebody like that too. A Zay Jones, somebody along those lines. Um, Chris Goodwin, Godwin, I'm sorry. Um, so there are some other options, but I very much would be shocked if the Titans did not use one of their two first-round picks on a receiver and maybe two of their three picks, first picks overall. You know, the two of their, their three picks in the first two rounds that got confusing. Two and one of them might be a tight end. One of them might be a wide out. As you know, the defense could use help too, but they have to get a wide out soon. Um, I did some honorable mentions here too. Just going to read them off. And we could talk obviously just as long about each and every one of them. But I thought Baltimore, pass rusher and a wide out. Uh, Denver could definitely use an up, up, uptick at offensive tackle. And by the way, I didn't put the obvious ones on here. I mean, I could have listed the Jets. I could have listed the Browns. With a bevy of needs, you know, quarterback being top of the list. Um, Houston, I didn't mention their obvious need at quarterback. I didn't do any quarterback needs, but I think they very much need an offensive tackle. Uh, Indianapolis, as honorable mention, I put their entire defense. And we've talked about this. I mean, anytime you've heard me talk about the Colts, I mean, they need to rebuild their entire defense. They really do. Jacksonville needs to add a tackle. Uh, Kansas City could really use a guard, a starting caliber guard. As well as a linebacker, a Derek Brooks type, not Derek Brooks, a Derek Johnson type replacement. Um, I also have the Chargers. They're in the process of trying to rebuild an offensive line. I think that will continue and will be a high priority, as will probably a, a potential first-round safety. Um, that sets up well for them. In Oakland, I have a running back and a linebacker, both of which shouldn't be all that hard to attain. So that's my list of AFC gaping holes but major needs um and on wednesday we'll talk the nfc doing the exact same thing so there you have it over and out Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17.